What is going on, guys? We are back with Bucket Hats and Toe Taps, a Monmouth County flag football production. We are going to get into the new season. I was going to do a season um, lead-in where we like went over the teams and everything, but there are a lot of new teams that like they changed their name and shit. They changed up their team, so I didn't know who half these teams were going into the season. So I'm kind of happy I waited until uh, week one to get a little bit more information because I definitely have a lot more um, insight on who the teams are and um, their capabilities and everything throughout the uh, throughout the league. So what we're going to do is we're going to hop right into um, the matchups from last week. We're going to go over the matchups from last week, and then we're going to get into the standings after the first week. A couple teams missed their first week because... You know, their teams weren't really put together yet. They didn't pay or whatever. Gary wasn't putting teams on the schedule until they all paid up. So, you know, we had a couple teams that uh, didn't play yet. So that'll be very interesting to uh, go over, see what the teams that we have uh, coming in that haven't played yet and how they might uh, match up against their uh, division and everything. We have a couple matchups coming up this week for Memorial Day weekend. It was an optional thing. I believe Gary just said, basically, if you guys want to play, you guys can play. And if you guys don't want to play, then, you know, you have the option to not play this week. I think it's going to be a whole bunch of teams making up, avoiding bye weeks in the f or making it so that they can have bye weeks in the future if they would like, etc., etc. So I believe this is an optional week. But uh, Gary did put out the schedule for this week, so we also will go over the schedule for this up-and-coming week. But to go over the uh, matchups from last week, we had Pylon Python. This is the North Division, the Gold Division. I'll go over this for the people who might be new to the podcast, even though I doubt anybody new is actually going to start listening to this now. But anyways, we got the North Division, which is what I like to call the Gold Division. They are the top division. They are the head honchos. They are the best teams in this uh, league currently. As Gary would put it, they are the teams that are above and beyond the rest. And that's why they are in the uh, top division. Then you have the South Division, which is what I like to call Silver. South Division is a little bit... Some of them could probably play in gold, but I don't think they would make it to the championship kind of teams. Uh, if they improve a little bit more, they could end up moving up to uh, be in the North and everything. Great teams and everything. Then you have uh, C Division, which is Bronze. Um, the Bronze Division is actually a lot better this year, I think, than they were in previous years. If I was going to say anything, there's no discrepancy really between the Silver and the Bronze Division. I thought it was more or less no discrepancy between the A and the B, but it's looking more like the Silver and the Bronze are really close together with, like, the top team, maybe the top two teams in Silver possibly being able to move up to Gold. But right now, it is a very uh, competitive South Division. And then you have the C Division, which is the Bronze Division. They're the ones right underneath uh, Silver. I don't think there's much of a skill gap between those teams. I think they're, you know, either they don't have their full team show up all the time or they may be missing a few key pieces, so Gary hasn't seen them perform to the uh, best of their ability as of yet. So that's what's going on there. And then you have the D Division, which is what I like to call the Plastic Division or the bottom of the barrel. It's the teams that are just getting going, just getting started. They're not really sure what's going on with their teams. They're not really sure how to handle what's going on, and uh, they might not perform to the best of their ability as of right now. So uh, Gary has them currently hanging out at the bottom, but uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of ability to move up and down in these divisions, especially if you start uh, dominating your uh, league and everything. There's a lot of teams throughout all the divisions, so we do have the uh, ability to move that people up and move people down. So we will see what goes on throughout the season, see if Gary has these uh, divisions locked in, because he is asking for rosters and everything to make sure that he has all the players so that we can uh, start doing stats correctly and everything. So that will be a lot of fun. 
Um, but anyway, moving back to the uh, North Division, you had Pylon Pythons versus the Ducks. If I'm not mistaken, the Ducks played either last winter or it may have been last summer, but they're not a bad team, but Pylon Pythons have clearly gotten their shit together. They've gone from being a Bronze Division team to a Silver team to now a Gold team as of right now. They've really um, clearly gotten some new talent or something on their team, gotten put together like what they've had and uh they're starting to make it work a lot better than uh previous seasons they've been performing a lot better team's really good their quarterback's uh pretty versatile and their receiving core is very good their defense is pretty uh rock solid that's that i'm gonna be made fun of for saying rock solid but uh yeah their um their defense is you know pretty pretty stout their uh their safeties are really good their middle of the field defense is uh very good and their corners are good they really don't have like a weak part it just comes down to is the team you know competitive enough and athletic enough to actually be able to beat those guys on the corners and at safety uh then you had pray for rain versus dr d that was an absolutely phenomenal game i was uh at the field for this game actually pray for rain and dr d went back and forth it was an absolute fucking bloodbath between the two teams um see i'm a little confused though because from what I'm seeing, they have 30 points. And if I do the math correctly, that's five touchdowns without extra points. But Trevor Garland... Oh, no, he played for 7-3-2, not Pray for Rain C. That's where I was messed up. I was very confused. I was like, why does Pray for Rain have so little points? But... Trevor had so many or passing touchdowns, and now I'm realizing why it's due to the fact that, uh, yeah, he plays for 7-3-2 now. Uh, that's why. Okay. All right. Well, that threw me off. Um, pray for rain. Anyways, they played a, a really, really well-fought game against Dr. D. It was a back-and-forth scoring matchup. I think it ended up going down to a final uh, interception in the final minute that ended up icing the game out. Uh, two very competitive teams. I think Pray for Rain are a really young set of guys who can, you know, play very well throughout this uh, league and everything. But compared to the two teams that I'm going to talk about, that I think could possibly be the top of the top tier, top of the division, you got Pylon, and then you got um, Miami Sharks who played the Goblins. And they ended up winning 61-28. to The Miami Sharks offense has only gotten better. Their defense has only gotten better. They, I believe, have gotten a couple new guys compared to last year. But their team's still basically the same. They're a bunch of very athletic guys who, um... They just high-powered offense, defense that is really phenomenal. And, uh, the Goblins are a team that we've seen before. We used to know them as Team Highlight. They've gotten a couple new guys and every a couple new guys. They have like a whole new team. They have literally enough to field three teams at this point, I'm pretty sure. Like, they have a lot of guys, but um, all great guys. Shout out to Al. Love that dude. But, um, but yeah, the Goblins are a team that I think come middle of the season, we're going to see a switch in dynamic. I think the team's very, very well put together, and I think all of the pieces just haven't found their spots yet in the offense like the offense looked a little confused they weren't sure who should be running what routes uh it looked like they weren't sure who was running the short routes and who was running the long routes it looks like everybody was just kind of doing their own thing i think once they uh talk that out and figure out what's going on they might be a uh a top two if not you know top tier team with the miami sharks and uh pylon as of right now but uh yeah that's the north division so that's my my power rankings as of right now i think it's miami sharks pylon um Pray for Rain, you probably have the Goblins and Dr. D, 
and the Ducks are all on the same level right now. I really don't know if there's any discrepancy between the bottom three teams in the North Division, honestly. But it's definitely, as of right now, Miami Sharks, Pylon, and Pray for Rain. Uh, Pray for Rain could play a little bit better than Pylon, but I really want to see that game. Um, I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for Miami Sharks versus Pray for Rain on um, this Sunday. That'll be a really good game. But we'll come back to that when we go over uh, next week's matchups. And then you have the South Division. South Division, you had the Outlaws versus the Phantoms. This was a phenomenal game from what I hear. From what I hear, the Phantoms went up. It was either like 20 to 6 or 20 to nothing early in the game. And then the Outlaws ended up coming back to win the game 27 to 20. Uh, very well fought game by the Outlaws. Um, the Outlaws are a team that have been playing together forever. Uh, very well put together team with their captain Frankie and everything. Frankie's a really good defensive uh, captain and everything. He really knows how to uh, make his defense work. So I guess they made their adjustments and they were able to, um, to you know, beat the Phantoms in the end. So that was a really good um, adjustment made by Frankie. He was able to, you know, fix his defense, figure out what was going on, and they were able to lock down the Phantoms from there on out. Ended up winning, like I said, 27 to 20. Then you have Dirty CJ and the boys. Who the fuck is this? This has to be a new team. Either a new team or a team that switched their name. Because who the fuck is this? But anyways, um, going deep played Dirty CJ and the boys. Um, apparently, from what I hear, Gary told me this. I wasn't here for this game, but Gary, he also gave me the insight on the Phantoms game. Gary told me that going deep was down 20 to... 20 to 12, 20 to 6. It was almost like the Phantoms game. And going deep also ended up coming back. But from what I'm seeing, it was a tie. It ended up ending 28 to 28. So that must have been a phenomenal game. I'm kind of mad I missed that. I was refing the kids' games. So I'm going to be uh, at a lot more of these games, the men's games. So now that I can, uh, you know, figure out what's going on for the podcast and everything. But uh, yeah, I was refing the kids, so I missed that game. But apparently that was a phenomenal game. And then you had 7-3-2 versus Royalty. I thought Royalty were going to perform a lot better than they ended up doing. They ended up getting beat 52-23 to by uh, 7-3-2. Um, Royalty, they're a decent team. They've played in the league before. I'm pretty sure they ended up winning a tournament or something, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, possibly one of the seasons or something. I don't remember what it was, but they're, they're not a bad team. They're actually a really well-put-together team. So to see them get beat 52-23... to I don't know if it was just the first week jitters where everybody's not sure what position they should be in and they got to make adjustments or I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what the fuck was going on there, but uh seven three two played really well. Uh, they're definitely up in the top part of that division. I think going deep's a team that they're hit or miss. They're either a team that's going to decimate you or get beat by 20. It, there, there really is no in between with that team. I think that they, um, they play really well defense and they play really good offense the fact that they were able to make defensive adjustments and tie this game up is very impressive to me because normally once they go down, it's kind of like a full collapse from there on out. But, um, yeah, they were able to come back from this one, and I'm really impressed by uh, their ability to tie this up and end up, up coming back from a uh, big deficit. And then you had um, that 7-3. I, I just, I'm trying to figure out who would be my, my third best team i guess it would be outlaws right now i'm not sure if dirty cj and the boys can compete with outlaws i think the phantoms are a great team i think they have an issue where they fall apart second half they they will score 24 27 points on you in the first half and then they go dormant the second half and i'm not sure if it's because teams pick up on what's going on and they don't just don't adjust 
or what it is that's going on, but if they can find their rhythm and they can continue to play through that second half the way they were playing the first half, I think they will end up being a uh, top-tier team as of right now. But it all comes down to those adjustments. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, decent team, very good team. Uh, Royalty, I think, are, have the ability to um, play a little bit better. And then Dirty CJ and the boys, I still don't know anything about you. i got to figure out what team that actually is. And then we had... Um, the East Division or the Bronze Division, you had the Golden Receivers versus the Cheesecakes. I don't know either of these teams, gonna be honest. Um, I probably do. They're probably just team name changes. But Cheesecakes ended up winning 38-14. to So congrats. There's that. Good job, guys. Um... Yeah, I, I, that's about all I gotta say about that. I really don't know anything else about that team. Uh, then you had Vicious and Delicious versus uh, the Bullies. Vicious ended up coming... I don't know if it was coming back or if it was just a tit-for-tat game, but Vicious ended up winning that game. It was a very close game. The Bullies, I'm gonna call them Monstars 3.0 now because uh, you had Monstars 2.0 last year, and then this is part of the Monstars, and then a couple new guys. So, I'm going to call them Monstars 3.0 for anybody who's been listening to the podcast and knows who the fuck they are. The Bullies are just a bunch of Monstar players and some subs. So, yeah, that was a big tit for Tech game. I think Vicious is hands down the top team in this division. No question about it. Uh, I don't think there's any questions about that. Um, Gary went and I guess he moved TF rating up to the East Division because they ended up winning 33-6 over Abusement Park. But that doesn't say much, because Abusement Park had four guys, me as a sub, and two guys from Mean Machine who were, like, half playing because they just played a full game in the heat. So, yeah, he moved TF rating up prematurely, in my opinion. Um, I'll go over that later, though, when we get into next week's matchups, because there's a big matchup coming up with TF rating that'll decide a couple of things, I think, from what Gary was telling me. <coughs> then you had uh, Mean Machine versus Black Panthers. Black Panthers are also what used to be White Lightning, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, yeah, they're a team that's been around for a little bit. A uh, bunch of young guys. Not a terrible team, but they ended up getting uh, beat up by Mean Machine 39-13. to So that must have been a well-played game by Mean Machine. Uh, very well-put-together team. I think they could definitely compete in the top of this uh division as of right now but i think vicious and delicious definitely th this is their division to take hands down uh you have all right yeah i'll talk about the crossover matchups next or when we get into next week's matchups because those have a lot of impl implication and then you have the west division which is the lowest division uh you had the golden receivers versus the cheesecakes uh the golden receivers are the ones that are still in this division the Cheesecakes are the ones that end up getting moved up after their victory, 38-14. to 14. So Cheesecakes are now in the East Division or the Bronze Division. And then the Golden Receivers are down here in uh, Plastic or the West Division. And then Evolve, you had versus Grape Apes. Grape Apes, old team that's been around forever. Evolve, a team... It's not even Evolve. Gary wrote Evil. He, he misspelled it. It's just Evil. I don't know if that's purpose, like if that's their team name, like Evil, but I'm pretty sure it's Evolve, and I'm pretty sure it's a bunch of the uh, the other younger kids from Madawan who got together and made a team, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, but Grape Apes are a decent team. Have a couple younger guys and have a couple older guys, but uh, very well put together team. They ended up winning twenty eight to thirteen. And then you had that game with TF Rating versus Abusement Park. TF Rating ended up moving up. Abusement Park ended up staying down in the West. Uh, Abusement Park has apparently picked up a couple new guys. Apparently they have Trevor Garland as quarterback now. So it's going to be interesting to see how they come back and bounce back when they actually have their team. But now we get into what I'm really happy to talk about. We have next week's, ma- next week's matchups. Um, you have Miami Sharks or first pray for rain that's going to be a phenomenal matchup in the north i think that's going to be two high-powered offenses going at it two great defense playing against each other and i think there's going to be a lot of shit talk in this game and i cannot wait to watch this game because it's going to be at the same time at the same field as my game so it's going to be a lot of fucking fun to watch that going on right next to us uh hopefully there are no fights because i don't want to fucking no one ever wants to fight it's like football guys grow up but um yeah shit talking love the shit talk gotta love the shit talk so you know, if that, that goes on, I'll, I'll enjoy that. So, But, yeah, I think this is going to be a big game. Um, my prediction definitely goes to the Miami Sharks. But, you know, since I said that, Pray for Rain's going to fucking ride my ass. And they're going to be like, oh, well, if we end up winning, you got to say something on the podcast. So, you know, guys, I'm saying right now, Miami Sharks, I think you're going to win. Pray for Rain, show me something. I hope it's going to be a good game. But I definitely think Miami Sharks come out on top of this one. Then moving on to the south, you have one game also. You have Going Deep versus Meme Machine. Me Machine currently is in the lower division. They are in the bronze division. But I believe Gary is looking to possibly move them up with this crossover game. Or it might just be the only matchup that Going Deep was able to get. Seeing as um, no other team in their division may have wanted to play. And Me Machine may have been their closest competition in the lower division. So I don't know if that has any implications in that matchup. But that's going to be really good. And then you do have some implication in this matchup. Because if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if this is 100% correct, but if TF rating win this game, they'll stay up in the East. If show us your TDs win this game, we're going to end up moving up to the East. But I don't know if TF rating will stay in the East along with us. So that has a lot of implication because show us your TD. This is basically a promotion game. If they end up winning this game... They end up moving up a division. TF rating, I don't know if that'll mean they end up moving down a division or if they stay in that division because, you know, I don't I don't know what Gary's currently doing. So we'll figure that out once we see the results of that matchup coming up uh, next week. At, or next week, what am I saying? It's tomorrow at this point at uh, 9 a.m. And then you have Going Deep, like I said, against Me Machine. That's going to be a huge uh, matchup. Possibly implications. I don't, again, I don't know with that crossover. And then you have the Bullies in this division versus the Black Panthers in the lower division. So I don't know if that's an implication game to see, you know, if the Black Panthers did bad, maybe the Bullies, you know, after losing. Yeah, I don't think that's a that's like an implication game. I don't think the Black Panthers are moving up. I think that's just Gary needed to make a matchup, and that's the matchup that ended up happening. And then you have TF rating versus show us your TDs, and then you have Abusement Park versus Rejects. Um, we talked about TF rating and show us your TDs. I think that's a promotion match for show us your TDs. Going to be a great matchup because I actually get to play TF rating with my team this time instead of just showing up with a fucking bunch of, you know, put together randoms that we didn't even, we didn't even have a full team. So, you know, that'll be a fun time. And then you have Abusement Park versus Rejects. If Abusement Park actually show up with a team, that'll be very interesting. 
If not, I think Rejects win this one by a landslide. But it'll be very fun to watch this matchup, seeing as the Rejects have lost their uh, original starting quarterback in Joe Sansone. They have their backup starting quarterback, who was their starting quarterback once Joe got hurt. Um, in John, he's one of the twins. But he'll be playing quarterback, to my understanding, for that team. That'll be a really great matchup. I can't wait to watch that one at 10. And then you have Evolve versus the Gladiators at 11 o'clock. That's going to be a fun game because I don't know who the Gladiators are. And Evolve seem to have had a rough start to the season, so they're going to try to get back at it and see how um, how they end up performing and everything. And now, since we've gone over the fucking matchups, what we're going to do is we're going to get into the standings. You have Pray for Rain on top over Miami Sharks currently. And then you have Miami Sharks over Pylon Python, all at 1-0. and um, Let's see what the tiebreaker... I don't know if he has the tiebreaker written on the site. Um, I'm going to guess it's points... Okay, so points against is the tiebreaker right now. I still don't know why. I think it should be point differential. But anyways, points against currently is the tiebreaker. So Pray for Rain has least points against. Miami Sharks second. And then third is Pylon Python, all at 1-0. And then you have Dr. D, Ducks, and Goblins falling in accordingly throughout the North Division. Then the South, you have Outlaws at 1-0, 732 at 1-0, Dirty CJ and the Boys at 0-1, going deep at 0-0, oh, 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 sorry, Dirty CJ and the Boys at 0-0-1, they're tied, going deep at 0-0-1, and then Phantoms at 0-1, and Royalty at 0-1. So right now the South Division is Outlaws, 732, Dirty CJ and the Boys, going deep, Phantoms, and Royalty. Then in the East, you have TF Rating, who technically their stats are padded because they played a team below them. We have TF Rating in first right now, Me Machine, Cheesecakes, Vicious and Delicious, all at 1-0. Then you have Bullies at 0-1 and Black Panthers at 0-1. Then you have the West Division, where you have the Grape Apes at 1-0. Three teams, Show Us Your TDs, Rejects, and Gladiators, all have not played, all at 0-0-0. And then you have Evolve, Abusement Park, and Golden Receivers at 0-1 currently. So that's going to be interesting to see how all these teams end up performing in the lower division. It's going to be interesting to see what Gary does with the uh, moving up of the teams because it looks like the West has the most teams currently. And there is possibility to move people up to the East. And then if people from the East move up to the South, I don't know what's going to go on. But right now it looks like the South and the North are pretty well balanced. Uh, there's a possibility that Vicious and Delicious could move up if they uh, show some dominating performances in the East. And then I think Show Us Your TDs, barring a meltdown or a very poorly played game, will end up moving up to the East. Um, but who knows what's going on there. The Rejects could end up moving up. Uh, possibly Grape Apes. I don't know. But I think one of these West teams are going to end up moving up to the, uh, to the East. And that'll make the East the uh, uneven division. But we'll see what happens. Who knows? I don't know what Gary's mind is thinking currently. But, um, yeah, those are our standings currently. And then this is, I'm just so excited about this. We have stats now. So I'm going to get into uh, a little bit of the stats when it comes to, um, we're going to talk about passing. We're going to talk about uh, defensive. And then I'm going to see if I can pull up the receiving. Yeah, we'll pull up receiving and see who had the, uh, the most yards and everything this uh, this week. So what we're going to do is first we're going to get into the passing. Currently at the top of passing for yards, we have Tom Wagner 
at 461 yards from Vicious and Delicious. Completion percent of 74.2%. He went 23 for 31. He had about 14.9 yards per attempt. That is definitely by far the highest in this division currently, if not the highest in the league. Um, he had three two-point conversions made and five touchdowns thrown. Played very well. Um, Tom clearly holds the uh, top quarterback spot. But right underneath him, you have uh, Trevor Garland from 732 through 432 yards with an 89.2 completion, per, uh, completion percentage. He went 6-for-6 six six on two points and touchdowns and had 11.7 yards per attempt. So that's going to be, in my opinion, our top quarterback race. You possibly might have this pylon python quarterback who went for... 28 for 37, 75.7% completion rate, 418 yards and 11.3 on average. So there's definitely a possibility that that quarterback could end up uh, moving up within the top two. But right now it looks like the top three are currently Tom, Trevor, and whoever the pylon quarterback is. I think it's Ant. I don't know, but we I just don't have a name right now on the website. So I'm just going off of the, uh, the number that it gives me. It's number 10. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Ant. But, uh... Then you have going deep, the Pray for Rain quarterback and Joe Marion Marinello from Grape Apes, um, and Alex from Going Deep. You have those three as the next contenders with 385, 329, and 320 yards all, um, respectively. Alex has a completion percent or completion completion percentage of 68.1. Then you have the Pray for Rain quarterback at 68.8. And Joe Marianello at 77.5%. So, um, I definitely think the top three quarterbacks are kind of set in stone as of right now. We'll see how the um, how the season develops. But I know that Tom and Trevor are like above and beyond currently. Uh, Villanueva throws a lot of yards, so there's a possibility he may end up moving up sooner or later. I know that. Um, who else is here? Yeah, that that that's about it. About all the all the quarterbacks I know by by name. Marcus had a padded game because he was just throwing at safeties that weren't playing. So you know, there's that. But yeah, I'm a ride your ass. But uh, yeah, no. Um, I really like that we have the stats. It's really interesting that we have stats now, so we can go over who's playing the best, literally statistically. So um, yeah, that's the quarterback matchups for now. Then going into <clears throat> Defensive, I was going over sacks. You have number three from Dr. D with two sacks. You have Joe Eckel from Dirty CJ and the Boys with two sacks. Kevin Cernuda. See, this is going to be the hardest part of my new job is reading all of your fucking names. Um, Kevin Cernudo uh, from the Outlaws with two sacks. And then you had Richard Aquino. Aquino? I think it's Aquino from going deep with two sacks also those are your sack leaders currently you had a whole bunch of guys with one sack shout out johnny d'angelo um on the phantoms he also had one sack gotta love the kid but um yeah they all played really well uh what else did we have we had interceptions tom pulsine from dirty cj and the boys had three interceptions you had tommy i don't know if that's an l or an i Iancino, lanchino i don't i don't fucking know from the outlaws he had two interceptions. One of the players from Pray for Rain, number five, had two interceptions. You had the Grape Apes, Hunter Neville, two interceptions. And then Jason, I think it's supposed to be Woods, but it says Wads. 
if it's wads correct me at the field but for mean machine also with two interceptions so those are your interception le uh leaders as of right now we don't have any safeties jason woods from mean machine currently holds the lead with um passes deflected billy waters from 732 and lonnie selbuski from mean machine both have uh two interceptions for scores and then leading the lead in tackles you have devin williams from evolve frankie Asave just frankie from the outlaws uh eight tackles alex Callow from evolve with seven tackles tyler i'm not even gonna try your last name from dirty cj and the boys with seven tackles michael Pereira with from going deep with seven carmen katina with six and then so on and so forth but yeah we, we the, the defensive leaders um <coughs> they could literally change on any week a lot of the tackles and a lot of the sacks uh clearly can come in one game so devin could have one off week and end up losing his tackle lead but it'll be really interesting to see if um some of these guys like actually pay attention to their stats and if they uh end up trying to play just for stats or if they end up playing to uh actually play so it'll be a lot of fun to see uh what these stats bring into the league and everything but i'm so happy that gary started doing these stats because they really do add a whole new element to the podcast that we can talk about you know passing leaders receiving leaders defensive leaders and speaking of fucking receiving leaders we're gonna get into that now um for receiving yards you had number 13 on the Pylon Pythons with 11 receptions, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, have a day. You had Carmen Katina from Vicious and Delicious, seven receptions, 170 yards, 24.3 yards per reception, one TD and one extra point. Absolutely phenomenal game, Carmen. Uh, number three from the Ducks, you had with seven receptions, 160 yards. Uh, number 13 from Pray for Rain, eight receptions, 150 yards. His name's Dan Inkle, not Don Inkle, but uh, Dan, I don't know if he did that on purpose, but Dan Inkle has uh, six receptions for 136 yards, or maybe there is a Don Inkle. I don't fucking know. I don't think there's a Don. I think I've met all the Inkles, so I think that's supposed to be Dan. But um, then you had Randy Melendez from uh, Bullies with nine receptions and 135 yards. So we did have... A couple players have an absolute day. I will give it to a couple of the players I wanted to mention for touchdowns on the day. You had Brett DeLutis on TF rating with five receptions, 130 yards, three touchdowns. I met your brother. Um, I've known your brother, actually, as, you know, the security guard from MJ's. But uh, I met your brother. He, like, introduced himself as Brett's brother, finally. Well, he did that before, but I didn't know who the fuck he was talking about. But now he's like, oh, yeah, you played him this week. And I was like, oh, the kid who caught all the touchdowns? I was like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I met your brother. Uh, that was cool. And then you had uh, Tommy Pierce on 7-3-2. Nine receptions, 117 yards, also three touchdowns. Number 13 for Pray for Rain uh, had the eight receptions, 150 yards for three touchdowns. And then number three from the Ducks, 7-160 with three touchdowns. So they had an absolute day touchdown-wise. Um couple of guys with two touchdowns on the day but there's too many to get into that and everything um anybody with an excessive amount of two points no anybody with an excessive amount of yards per reception uh we had one player devin williams two receptions 132 yards 66 yards per reception don't let that guy get open deep jesus christ um that was pretty impressive and you have this uh yeah you have a lot of guys jesus 
Christ. A lot of guys with 20 yards per reception. I guess that's what you got to do when you're uh, when you're playing on such a small field. You got to got to make that room, make those uh, receptions and everything, make a make a lot more yards out of nothing. I think that's what a lot of these teams thrive in is um is movement and space. Like a lot of these teams aren't good with the deep ball. It's getting the ball to their shifty guys in the short uh, like routes or in like a crossing route or something where it's like a lot of congestion and just letting them dance and letting them get upfield and everything. Like their ability to avoid tackles and everything is pretty impressive. So um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this season. I like the new website kind of. Um, I don't like how many tabs I have to have open to go over like all the game schedules and shit compared to last year where it was like a lot of the shit was just in one spot that I could get to but I do love the stats tab I really do like what's going on um Gary has a whole rushing tab but it's literally blank I don't know if he's is it blank or is it just not loading oh it's not loading rushing let's see do we have anybody rush what the fuck we actually had people rush. oh these are all quarterbacks I was like what is the fucking who rushed uh it the evolve quarterback rush for 45 yards scrambling vicious and delicious quarterback scrambled for 25 yards it pylon python cubies scramble for 50 yards and joseph varela from cheesecakes actually scrambled for the most yards 70 yards uh four attempts have a day i don't know if that was scrambles or if that was actual handoffs but yeah 70 yards not bad so, uh, yeah, those are all the stats we've gotten over for this week. Um, the matchups for next week I'm really excited about. But what I'm most excited for is the week following Memorial Day weekend, the, what is it, the 5th or whatever, because that's when we're going to get all the teams, all of the games going on. We might have to use multiple fields because there's probably going to be so many games going on. But um, I'm excited for that. I'm, like, very excited to see the competition this year. I'm hoping it's not 800. Oh, excuse me there. I'm hoping it's not 800 fucking degrees every single day this summer. I'm hoping we get a couple days where it's just like a nice, you know, 75, even 80 I would take, but like that 98 degree day, 95 degree day that we had last Sunday was brutal. I am still peeling my sunburn off as we speak from all of that. I have a bad, bad, bad hat tan. Like I wear my snapback, not my snapback, but like my uh, Velcro hat for roughing. And um, I left it on backwards. And I had a fucking just like awkward little white line with a little red center because of my hat. It, it was really terrible. But, you know, wear sunscreen, kids. Um, I might, depending on what fields we're at, I might bring the snack stand back because I know it's going to get hot. If I don't bring the snack stand back, I might just bring drinks to sell. I don't know if Gary's doing that. If Gary ends up doing it, then I'll let Gary do it. If Gary doesn't end up doing it, I'll probably end up bringing, like, Waters, uh, Arizona, and, like, Gatorades or some shit to sell. But, yeah. So, I'm going to talk to Gary about that, look into that, figure out what we can do there. Um, I bought a fuck ton of liquid IV for this season because I'm not trying to get dehydrated again. I will never do that. got dehydrated that one game and I had to end up in the hospital. I will never forget that day. Shout out to everybody on Plan B and the Spartans and the Phantoms for helping me out that day. Literally had guys carrying shit to my car and making sure I made it home safe because I was literally just dying. But, uh, yeah, it was a rough day. But, all right, so 
I appreciate everybody who listens. I appreciate if there are any new listeners and you made it this far, congratulations. You are one of the first to actually make it to the end of a fucking podcast and not skip throughout and just, you know, listen to the little bullshit that's about your team and then move on. Um, But even if you do do that, I do appreciate it. As long as you listen for like a couple minutes, as long as you guys download the... I don't know if you download it. I don't know if you just listen. But either way, it helps. If you listen for like a couple minutes or whatever, it ends up counting as a listen. If you end up downloading it, it counts towards everything. The more shares, the more listens we get and everything, the more capability I have with the podcast. We'll be able to do like more, uh, I'll be able to do like polls and stuff um, from the website. We'll be able to do live podcasts where you guys can interact through chat and everything. So the more interaction I get on the podcast, the better these podcasts are going to get. I'm really excited for that. I've been talking about doing that also where we do a, uh, I'll do a podcast on my Twitch or something where you guys can write in and we can talk about the season. I might do that when it comes down to playoff time so we can have our teams talk our shit, see if I can get some captains on. I know Dylan's been waiting forever to get back on this podcast. He's been talking mad shit about everything. No, I'm kidding. He's a uh, he's refing now, so it'll be really interesting to get Dylan's point of view now that he's refing because, like, I think that's it's really a different mindset when you go from playing to playing and refing because you see a lot of the discrepancies where you're like, okay, that was a bad call, but then you also see a lot of the calls where it's like, I understand why you made it, but I also understand why my team's pissed off, but you're right being the ref, and it's like, I get like both sides of the coin now, but it's definitely going to be interesting having uh, Dylan on. I know he's been dying to get on here. Hopefully I can get a, maybe a player from the uh, Phantoms, maybe a player from the Rejects, maybe a couple of the other teams who, you know, haven't been on the podcast before. I would love to get you guys on here and everything. If you guys are interested in that, let me know. I will gladly reach out to you guys in regards to that. But, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun recording this. I'm actually really excited. I was, like, dreading this originally, and then I got into recording it, and I just got in such a better mood. I think I was dreading it because I'm so hungover from yesterday. But, um, yeah, I woke up, shit mood. I was like, ah, gotta get this podcast done. Then I started recording. I'm in such a better mood. Like, I enjoy doing these podcasts so much. I really do enjoy talking about what's going on. The stats are a great addition. We have a lot of great teams this season. We'll see if Gary ends up adding any more. Maybe, you know, after the first game, get some traction. Those photos go out on Instagram and everything. Once the podcast goes out and people get, you know, hear about the league, you you might get a couple late entrants. You might get, uh... Oh, I'm going to stir the pot right now, actually. You might get a couple of those shitty Staten Island teams who used to play with us who just stopped playing with us because they're scared to lose. Yeah, you heard me, Staten Island. Come back to Jersey. We want the smoke. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm talking to you, gangrene. We miss you. But, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um... I'll talk to you guys later. It was a great time. Um, I really cannot wait to see a lot more games going on because I was only at, like, what, one or two games this week, and I had so much fun talking to everybody. A lot of the guys uh, recognized me from last year. A lot of guys were asking if the podcast is going to go out and everything. Oh, I did say, oh, my God. I hope you guys listen until the end. 732. I did say I would say this for you guys. So, um, 732. They were a team that did not get a single fucking win last year. Not a single win, right? Not one. Did not have a single goddamn win. And they ended up coming into this game, and they ended up winning 
52 to 23 in the silver division. They moved up to silver after being 0 and 8 in like the lowest division possible. Came back and won 52 to 23 over Royalty, who are a very good team. So I just want to give a shout out to 732. I did say I would mention that. I'm not forgetting about you guys. You guys might not have heard it because it wasn't in your your team's part and you probably shut the podcast off. But if you did end up listening to the end, I did give you a shout out. So this is a test of your loyalty as listeners. So, you know, remember this. But anyways, um, yeah, you guys are great. If Seriously, if anybody listens to the end, if anybody listens to the full 40 minutes of this, even if it's on the way home from work or whatever, just to have some background noise, I really do appreciate you guys. Uh, shout outs to Dante. He's been my number one supporter from the beginning, from the get-go. He's uh, one of my teammates on Show Us Your TD. Every single time I put out one of these podcasts, he makes sure to listen. He makes sure to support. He's a great guy. I really do appreciate him. I appreciate all you guys who talk to me at the field about the podcast. Like guys like 732 who come up to me, mention shit about what I said last year, mention how, you know, they changed and they're different and then they end up showing, you know, they've played a lot better and then then they end up wanting the uh, shout out on the podcast and everything. So I really do appreciate guys like you because it's a lot more fun. It makes uh, doing the podcast a lot more enjoyable when I'm actually able to interact with you guys and, uh, you know, make this kind of, you know, back and forth with you guys. So I do appreciate you all. Um, And I guess I can say final shout out to... uh, to Gary and well, actually, let me give one more. Sh- I one shout out to Mike. He uh he helps Gary run the kids league. He really did help me with uh learning how to get like you know the rules of refing down. Like there were a couple things I was iffy on, a couple things I'm still iffy on that he was able to really iron out, give me a little bit more of an understanding on, and uh it's really helped me like you know I guess evolve as a player. And I'm trying not to yell as much during the games. Like, I I still yell. I'm still a vocal fucking person, but I'm not yelling at the refs. Like I'm more of a contained person. If I'm yelling, it's you know, just to yell because I'm excited. But uh, yeah, I- I'm really excited for this uh, this this year, and I really hope I get to ref a couple games this week because uh, I just want to stay and hang out just to just to watch the games, even if I don't end up refing. But it'd be nice to uh, ref some of these games, especially because I would love to. Uh, I need to get back into refing the men's games because some of the kids' uh, rules are different. And oh my god, it's like the kids you can't you can't run as a quarterback in the kids' league. If you get rushed at four seconds, only if you get rushed at two seconds can you run. But if they rush at four seconds, you have to throw the ball, which, in my opinion, is just fucking crazy. I mean, we have the eight-second dead rule. They don't, but I don't know. I just think that's a really, really different rule. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, some of the quarterbacks could probably just run all over the kids, which is, I guess, why they have the rule. But anyways, I can't wait. Hope I get to ref and everything. And shout out to Gary. You know, he does a lot for this league and everything. He tries to do what he can. Um, if you assholes, uh, that's another thing. If you assholes took flags last week, like if you borrowed flags and did not return them, fucking return them. Gary buys 30 flags a fucking, uh, like a, a season and they end up disappearing on week one. And then the teams that don't have flags and need to reuse the flags and shit, they don't have them. Like, like we had two teams who were sharing like 10 flags last fucking week. Buy your own flags. If you're not buying your own flags and you're borrowing Gary's, fucking return them, bro. It's not that hard. A pack of flags is like 15 to 20 bucks, and you get enough for your team. It's really not that hard. You can order custom ones for like 30 bucks. Literally, I have a, I have a clip-on belt. I have ones that fucking are hard to pull, and they're, they're legal. They're legal. They were approved by Gary. They're called shrooms. Look into them. It's like S-H-R-U-M-M-Z or some shit. 
I don't want everybody complaining they don't have the right flags. Like, fucking look into getting flags. Like, make your life easier. Make Gary's life easier. Because the easier it is on Gary, the more he can be involved in the league, the more he can videotape shit, the less he has to deal with people bitching that they don't have flags, teams not having jerseys. That's another thing. If you're on a fucking team, you're supposed to have all the same jersey. I understand if there's a slight variation in your jersey, if it still says the team name or whatever, but, like, they have to be the same color, they have to have a, like your number and they should have a name i mean preferably it doesn't have to be your full name but a name that we can you know get for stats or at least a number because some of these jerseys they're showing up with like designs and shit we don't even have fucking numbers you guys you're it, nuts you're nuts but anyways uh yeah shout out to gary he's been really doing a lot he's been really trying to up this league he's got the stat uh catchers and everything you know the guy's uh taking in all the stats you got the refs he's really trying to solidify his refing staff and like actually make sure they're up to date on what's going on rule wise how everything works and you know make it so he can be less involved in all that bullshit and more involved in getting recordings i've been talking to him about possibly having um people come in like uh we had what was his name uh clerk and if you guys follow him on uh fucking instagram it's like c-l-e-r-e-n-t or some shit like that uh c-l-e-r-c underscore e-n-t something like that but go check him out uh gary's posting him all over the uh or he's posted um about our division or about our league before he comes in normally just playoff games but i'm looking into possibly getting somebody i don't know like ten dollars a game if you guys want for footage of the game try to get highlights and everything uh, depending on what's going on, um, if you want it edited, possibly get that done, I don't fucking know, but I was looking into, uh, getting people to come and do that, because, uh, I have a couple friends who are into recording and don't do anything on fucking Sundays, and would be willing to make an extra 10 or 15 bucks to record the fucking games, so, yeah, um, I'm looking into that, I'm also looking, like I said, to do live podcasts where we can do commenting and shit, so, I'm looking to do a lot with this podcast, hopefully, and hopefully the league upgrades itself a little bit more, because, um, you know, there's like a million fucking Jersey leagues at this point, and, um, you know, I would love for this one to stay open, because it's close to home, it's, you know, one we know, it's been one we've been trying to build up, like, I'm pretty sure this is like my fourth or fifth year in the league at this point, not even season, like, year in the league, so I'm really excited to see, uh, how everything turns out this year, but, um, Thank you guys for listening. I've been on a rant for probably the past 10 minutes. You guys probably could have stopped listening unless you're 732. But, um, but yeah, you guys are great. Love y'all. Talk to you guys on Sunday. I keep saying that, like, this isn't Saturday and, like, tomorrow's not Sunday. But, um, yeah, talk to you guys tomorrow. Can't wait to see you guys. Um, like I said, if you guys have any quarrels with what I've said, if I pronounced your name wrong, whatever the fuck it may be, uh, let me know when I see you guys at the field. I'm always the guy in the bucket hat. It literally says, it's my fuck it bucket. It says fuck it on it. You can't miss it. So, um, yeah, just if you ever need anything or want to let me know, you know, upgrades to the podcast, things you guys might, you know, want to do with the podcast. If you want to get involved in the live podcast and, you know, get involved in the interview portion and whatnot, just let me know. I would love to, you know, get your feedback on everything. So, yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. And then I'll talk to you next week. I'm probably going to be putting the podcast out more on a Thursday. I think I just got a little bit distracted with work this week because there was a lot going on. So I'm definitely going to get into doing the podcast, hopefully on a Thursday. If not, we'll continue to do it on Saturday because that's when I have free time again. So yeah, I will talk to you guys later. Thank you and see you later.